0: Youth sport is a billion-dollar industry. Athletic development plays a significant role in that. I'm your host, Nathan Parnum, athletic development coach and author of The Sporting Parent. Here, I'll share my thoughts on youth athletic development. Welcome to The Get Down, a podcast for parents, coaches, and schools involved in the youth sporting landscape to help set your athletes or programs up for success. Before we get stuck into today's episode, I just want to give a huge thanks to our platinum sponsor, Play. Play is a global leader in high-performance fit-outs. I've worked with a team at Play for many years now, not only due to the quality of products, but because I fundamentally align with their vision to inspire human performance. From their industry-proven athletic flooring, Icon X racks, to their equipment line, they are a testament to what high-performance is all about. Check them out at play.us or on social media to learn more, including our show notes for further information. One, two, three, four. Welcome to episode number three of the Get Down podcast. If you're a school looking to get into athletic development, or more specifically, fitting out, creating a facility, this episode cannot be missed. It will save every school a lot of heartache and costly errors in the process. Without question, the biggest mistake any school can make is building an athletic development facility, investing huge amounts of funds prior to having a model or understanding of what athletic development in youth and, more importantly, the schooling space looks like. Many schools will find themselves looking into what it takes to build a first-class program in their own unique environment. Often, there'll be one of three scenarios. Build the facility first, and then the program. A teacher who has an idea, or roughly, about training becomes a project manager. Or someone who works, or has worked, at an elite level becomes an advisor of what should be done. So here is the get down. I want to outline several considerations that need to be addressed along with the process to help not only set your school up for success, but save you a ton of resources being time and money in the process. The number one thing I'd like to clarify is that the youth space is and should be fit out different from a commercial gym or elite performance facility, for the following reasons. So the first point, start with the athletic development program first, meaning establishing what the school's philosophy is to athletic development, and how it sits in the school community and environment. It would be far better to have a small, limited space with a good program model than a new facility with no guidance, thus increasing traffic and risk in the process. The second is to do with suppliers. Choose those who have completed several projects in the school space specifically. I'll explain why. If you go with a large commercial supplier whose prior sales or fit outs are of a regular commercial gym, which is predominantly about equipment sales, It will often lead to unnecessary cardio equipment such as treadmills or single-use pin-loaded resistance machines and the like, in many instances positioned with maximal expense in mind over function. Don't forget about the upkeep and maintenance of such equipment either. The type of resistance, being hard versus soft implements and the extent you invest into either, has a big consequence when it comes to storage and where that sits because it will preoccupy the maximal floor space that you need for the masses. The third point is an extremely important one when it comes to usability. It's to do with the layout and specifically with the youth in mind. The entry is the most important and the reason for this is to enable the rules and equipment, processes it is the first point of contact for the coaches of student entering the facility. There should be 360 degree visual essentially, so no squat racks, no racks going through the middle of the gym. It should be four corners completely viewed and communicated through at all aspects of the gym. The floor space is premium. It should be utilized and targeted with the number one thing in mind being catering to large numbers. If you get crafty with it, there's the opportunity for transitional opportunities for not only training age, but year group cohorts within the same facility. Wall space then is also a premium, being that suspension trainers and the likes can be utilized around the perimeter Whilst maximizing and keeping that floor space open for the masses to come in and utilize in a variety of aspects of the training. The type of resistance is also important, being hard versus soft implements. And you would have heard me talk about these in one of the previous episodes to do with programming. The reason for this is depending on the age cohorts coming through and how your program rolls out into the facility itself. You will save yourself and your budget a lot of money in the process. The fourth is to do with equipment. Your priority should be choosing a equipment that gets maximal use across all the students who come through the facility. Hands down, this is extremely important. Choose items for multiple students because one Smith Rack won't allow multiple students in a team. To be programmed for choose rigs dumbbells accessory suspension trainers hard soft implements and reinforcing that open floor space because it allows that it can have maximum usage across all programs and ages the fifth item is to do with technology from a budgetary perspective this will chew it up very quickly Like my previous example, if it is not servicing an entire program, it's seldom worth it. In regards to technology, it's not a no-go zone. I'm a huge believer in it and its use within the facility, but the item must serve multiple purposes. During the initial stages, once the program becomes further established, more can be purchased along the way. But the bottom line is don't Purchase a single piece of equipment that cannot, or testing item I should say, that cannot be utilised across all programmes and all age cohorts in the right context. The sixth and final point is to do with longevity. School facilities cop a hiding like no other. Teenagers are synonymous with breaking things, not out of disrespect, but out of clumsiness, and simply making mistakes, not to ignore simple usage being the wear and tear of a general gym purpose. Simple, but quality. It will last and withstand the test of time. I've had multiple examples where funds, budget allocations get allocated and they get chewed up and utilized with specific suppliers where the equipment simply does not last And three months later, you are back to square one. So choose wisely and invest in quality equipment. It will pay dividends long-term in building a program with the compound growth over the years. So in summary, for episode number three, the aspects that your school needs to think about when it comes to building or establishing an athletic development framework or facility itself. The first one is to do with start with an athletic development philosophy first, not the build. The second is to do with choosing suppliers wisely with experience in the youth and schooling space specifically. The third is to do with the layout, ensuring that layout is unique for the youth population that you are dealing with. Remembering it's about safety first being a priority. The fourth is to do with equipment, being better, simple, of multiple usage across all ages and age cohorts accordingly. The fifth is to do with technology, budget, spend wisely to service the masses. And the sixth and final one is to do with longevity, quality, then being left with nothing at the year's end and being back where you started from. I hope you enjoyed episode number three for schools specifically. And no doubt, at least one of these things is going to ease a lot of heartache and wastage of resources in the process of building an athletic development facility. And most importantly, building one that is going to last for long term success of that program. So, have a think about the quantity that you order and, more specifically, hard versus soft implements and their storage housing. A big thanks once again to our platinum sponsor, the team at Play for sponsoring the Get Down podcast. Be sure to visit play.us or our show notes for further information.